Hi besties and welcome to Semi-Qualified Queens. A show where we talk about all things drag because we are semi-qualified to speak on it. I'm Juicebox. And I'm Mwah, Cynthia Kiss. And welcome to Semi-Qualified Queens. And we are in separate spaces again, but we're on the same time zone. Same time zone. That does help. I feel yes. like I have, I'm realizing now how much work we have to do to figure out our little time zones. It's so much easier when we're in the same province. Oh, and yeah. Together, you were like, and you were like, how's two o'clock? And I was like, that's great. And it was just yeah. done. <laughs> it's just done. No, so yeah. many times we're like, how's two o'clock? And you do the mental math and you're like, okay, so that's like five for me. And like, what am I doing at five? And like, where maybe, am I? That's like the beginning of my night. No, <gasps> it's always so complex. So it's been lovely mm-hmm. traveling. I just did an event with TMU formerly known as Ryerson. How and it was, was so it? fun. It was so fun to sit down with the first years in the program I actually took. Um, I went to that institute for fashion design, believe it or mm-hmm. not. And uh, it was really fun <laughs> to just kind of give some words of wisdom to these like future fashionistas. And they had such curious questions at the end, which kind of meant I did my job. Because you know when you do those panels and it's like, anyone have questions and it's like silence silence oh my god that either means they want to leave because they're tired or they don't give a shit so the fact that they wanted to stay and they were curious um it made me feel like i did my job and yeah it was just was such a cool event i'm actually uh just so touched that they wanted to have me back i I had a lot of fun those years of my life so to give that's incredible you know just giving back to the kids just giving back and speaking of panels you and i just had our panel at fan expo this past weekend I can't stop being on panels. <laughs> I know. You're just you're just a panel girly. You know, some people go off girly. and they're the fashion girlies. And then you got the performing girlies. And then you got the pageant girlies. And you're the panel girly. Can we make that an official thing? Like, <laughs> she's no longer even like a comedy queen. It's like, she's a panel queen. I'm a panel queen. I just discuss things on panels. I'm a I conversationalist. Never what can I, I just love to talk. I just love to talk. I love to discuss things on panels. Mostly. So we are on episode eight of Canada's Drag Race season three. So far, this uh, season has been so exciting and so fun. Uh, But unfortunately, one of the more fun queens on the season was eliminated last week. Miss Irma Gerd. We're saying goodbye. She is on her way out. And she, on her way out, decides to endorse Vivian, which is the... Second endorsement. Second endorsement? Was it two? Yeah, because chaos as well. Yeah. So we have two endorsements for Vivian. So a lot of people have a lot of faith in Miss Vivian, which is nice. But I feel like from a production standpoint is like, uh, like a scarlet letter, like a target. Ooh, you don't like the idea. I would never, like like if I was on that season and all of these people were like, I can't wait for you to win. I would be like, shut your fucking mouth. Right. You know, because they want to create story. They want to create drama. Right. So I feel like it might have given a bit of a. Let's stir it. Let's shake this up a bit, you know? She would have won had you only not said she was meant to. (laughs) (laughs) We need an underdog edit. She can't seem like the winner. You have to be surprised. (laughs) Right? It's it's not going to be like a a Bianca Del Rio where no matter how hard they try to shake her up, she's still like, no, I'm going to win, you know? You know, no, I'm the best. I'm from New York. I'm, I'm from New York. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> but yeah, the workroom is starting to feel really empty. It's strange to just see five queens in there. It is, but I, I almost, I almost like it that it's getting smaller. You know, well, of course. Yeah, because it's like you, you see. Yeah, you see the crown. You see the ending. You see those big moments. 
But the queens, they're feeling achy. They're feeling their choreo from last week, a.k.a. the day before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, a.k.a. literally the night before. Maybe they had a weekend off, but yes, the night before. Um, My my mind tells me for this particular one, they may not have because everyone was like truly speaking about how sore they were. So it's like maybe that one was like a back-to-back filming because sometimes they'll do that, right? Maybe, but the soreness always comes the worst on day two. Did you know that? Oh, well, I'm talking to a CrossFit goddess. So you're right. Maybe they did have a weekend. Diva. It's always the second day that's the that's the worst pain. I'm just going ever... to show up to your CrossFit gym and start fires there too. <laughs> she walks in. She's like, okay, so I hear some of you are anti-vaxxers. <laughs> They're like, ah! <laughs> like, you're ruining everything for me. <laughs> what comes down, I literally last night, I was just like, I feel like, Something is different about my life right now. And then I was like, oh, it's Cynthia in Ontario. She needs to leave. (laughs) She needs to go away. Go home, Cynthia. Agree too. I want to go home too. (laughs) But uh, Uh, so we're literally surprised by family phone calls. Brad lets the girls talk to loved ones. Was that a live call or were those pre-recorded? They were pre-recorded because I have a feeling if they were to have seen the emotional reactions of some of the queens, they probably wouldn't have been like tooting along in their conversations. I think they were just pre-recorded ones. Because season two, they were, it was a live call. Really? I thought it was. Um, I cannot confirm or deny I was not there. Uh, I believe that was like a real phone call. Like, I think everyone I was, like, ready to go. Really? Because for me, it felt very, like, they felt very rehearsed and very, you know, like a video call. Like, it wasn't, like, it, This time it around, like they, a conversation. they were for sure. They were for sure this time. But I just, like, I have this feeling. I just, I thought that it was more conversational last time. Like, a lot more of, like, oh, my God, it's you. Yes, it's me. Like, almost more of, like, acknowledgement with each no, other. No, no, this was more of, like, just a pre-recorded video, which I really liked. I was boohoo crying for most of them. Just, like, I was trying to eat my birria tacos, and I was just, like, I couldn't finish them because I had to, like, finish my tears. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No tear tacos. No tear tacos. No, not for my crunchy birria tacos. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, a lot of them were very sentimental. I love how many parents we got to see. I felt like Kimmy's mother calling and just being like proud of her like trans daughter. It just was such a beautiful mm-hmm. moment. And you see where she gets her sass and her confidence. Like, oh, Mama yeah. Kimmy. I was just, full right crying there. for Giselle's, yes. Kimmy's, and Vivian's. Vivian's- I wasn't. And even Mess. fierce. There just was one phone call that just was lacking a little more, like, you know, from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm just being shady. But it was like, <laughs> it was funny to see um, Jada get a call from Bell Bell from Toronto. I wonder why we didn't hear from Jada's parents. Or like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. But she turned to look. She said, "Hey, she... I'm on Canada's Drag Race. Let's go." Yes, she did. She put a look on. Um... <laughs> But <laughs> Cynthia has got to go home. Cynthia needs to go home. <laughs> no. Do you want to know what it was? Do you want to know what it is? So me, me and Bell Bell have had words in the past. Yes. Words um, we've words have been had with me and Miss Bell Bell. And we have since apologies have, have happened. And now we are just moving on with our lives. But Miss Cynthia is sitting here trying to get me to say something. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm a little potster. You are. They need to put me back on that show. I feel like I know I, how to do reality TV now. Yeah, I was like, where was <laughs> this girl on nice. season two? <laughs> girl, put me in isolation for two and a half years. That's what happens. You're just That's what happens. See, that's You're just happy to see people. I think this is, this is trauma from your show. You were just like, there wasn't enough drama, so now I'm just going to learn how to create it. Yeah, at all times. Be at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, I really, really liked the phone calls. I thought it was so just like precious how Giselle had such a like deep visceral reaction. Like she was ugly crying. Dirty crying. <laughs> when she was it. like licking her lips. I think she was like <laughs> licking the salt from the tears. Like I was like, girl. She was like, I can't so, handle this. You can tell like listeners at home, like you have to understand like this will be the longest I was ever without my phone in like a modern era where we have yeah. smartphones that was like 100% you, you are just like stripped of all technology where you can be in contact with your loved ones sure you may not see your like mom and dad your partners or your friends every physical day but like you at least get to check in on them somehow to go like so many weeks without that kind of technology it's a bit of a mind fuck so that's why we're getting these like deep sincere reactions from the queens because it's like the first reminder of life outside of that soundstage mm-hmm. it's intense so now that the tears are over it's time for the maxi challenge the masquerade ball bow, bow, bow. i think it is shady boots that this is the third sewing challenge this season it's a lot of sewing Th- three Sewing challenges in a season. That is insane. I would have been furious. I almost blame budget. Oh. Because it's a cheap challenge. It's a really cheap challenge for the girls to do. As far as like production, they basically set up a pile of stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff. <laughs> they, don't have, they don't have to build a stage. They don't have to do a green screen turnaround. They don't have to record a song. A design challenge is one of the simplest for production so in a in one way they're almost like you know what girly let's save some coin and let's do a design challenge challenge. do you not see my point yeah i mean i think it's shady boots still pessimistic no i i agree i agree but to ontario cynthia of me to say (laughs) ontario cynthia she's just like so i hear you're homeless um (laughs) (laughs) hate you (laughs) i know i'm running on like cold medicine right now it's like not okay um, so Vivian won the challenge last week, so she has to s- give out the masks, right? Yeah. Sabotage. There's three categories. There's three categories for this masquerade. We've got mask for mascara, incognito, and okay. a design challenge. So that's where we have those masks and Vivian's actually handing them out. Which one would you want? Ooh, I would have wanted the white one. Uh-huh. Or I would have wanted the pink one i liked vivian's i liked the black and white i thought that was kind of fun yeah dynamic to play with i guess i don't know i don't like what she did with it but i i like the mask you didn't like it we'll talk about it as far as like just the almost just the five masks that one to me i like i was like ooh, interesting (laughs) (laughs) um but then we start sewing and giselle is just giving all the girls little sewing tips. We, we love a girly who helps. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, do you think he would have done that? Uh, kind of the same way Giselle was 
putting it like she can explain something but not do it like at that point in the competition I don't know top five's kind of close I didn't make it that far but at that point I would probably be um I don't know if I would be sabotaging by saying like yeah like use use you don't actually need to use bottom thread like throw them off or something (laughs) like like I don't know if I would go that evil um but I'd be tempted I think if it was someone I really enjoyed I would help them right yeah I think if it was someone I really liked I would I would probably help them out I think it's hard to say when you're not in the moment but because you could easily be you know just tell them like high and dry like no (laughs) no I really want to do this I know how to do this and you don't so I guess I'm gonna go rock over in this corner knowing how to do it (laughs) (laughs) or or like scream the directions from your sewing machine or something I don't know I think I would like feel bad because because you know you all trauma bond when you're in there right so it it would be one of those things where I was just like okay maybe I should just help them but again I didn't make it that far either so we'll never know (laughs) we may never know never know but we go in next day elimination day we get our mirror chats and holy moly heavy have like another another heavy mirror chat um with kimmy couture opening up about um sexual assault in her life and just when she was talking about uh, being raped an amount too much to count i was like literally stunned at the screen watching this i was like this is so (laughs) heavy and intense and it just kind of reminds me of how like resilient kimmy couture is and how strong she is and i just i feel like it was just so intense yeah when she said i can't count the times i was just like i gasped you know because i thought she like you know how some people like they add a little flair to their story sometimes and they're just like oh you know i can't count the times and but it's still only like one time this was quite literally her saying like multiple men have done this to me you know so i was shocked i was just like that is insane and so brave to say it on national television like this is this, so brave. Yeah, this is like seen internationally. So to be able to open up about something like that is, I think, brave and so important to especially show um, with like trans women how they are sexually abused and how they are um, fetishized within, you know, men, horrible men. <laughs> Gross men Gross who men. say they're, they're, they respect, <clears throat> you know, trans women, but all said and done, they want to just take advantage of them and there's a huge power thing Kimmy is a very small person like she's physically small someone can easily take advantage and it's just so sad that that's happened on like multiple multiple accounts but her taking charge of the narrative sharing her story it's really empowering and yeah I don't know I tip my wig to that mere moment I think it was like the most special of the whole season I was like holy moly do you follow Dylan Mulvaney I don't, but I should. Dylan Mulvaney is a trans woman on TikTok. And Mm. she does this thing where it's just like, day 150 of being a girl, day 200 of being a girl. Wait, I just found them. She kind of radiates like Sandra Bullock sometimes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's very beauty. Yeah. 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 Very Sandra Bullock and like beauty in the face. Just found her. She's very fun. I've watched a lot of her videos. They're very wholesome. They're very like her maneuvering her way very candidly through transitioning and becoming the woman she's always meant to be but one of her videos she did 
uh, a dating one. And she was just like, and there's even a guy who has in his bio that he's exclusively into trans women. And somebody duetted it. And they were like, Dylan, no! Dylan, no! And it turned into this huge TikTok sound because it was, it's very much something where it's just like, the fetishization of trans women is so normalized with a lot of these men but a lot of sometimes trans women don't realize it too Mm -hmm. like they're just like oh this is so nice that they only love you know me it's so crazy Mm -hmm. so i was just like piping i was just like going off of you know men are gross is what we're getting at (laughs) really gross and kimmy is incredibly strong and empowering by sharing her story so i really appreciated that Mm -hmm. and now here's a quick word from our sponsor this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Feeling down in the dumps? Feel like you need someone who isn't a friend or family member to talk about it? BetterHelp is the perfect neutral party. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Boom. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. We have a special offer to the semi-qualified Queens listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash SQQ. That's betterhelp.com slash SQQ. The special URL will be in the show notes. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Then we head to the main stage. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like Brooklyn's look this week? Yeah, it was cute. cute. Do you think it was filmed before or after Kim did her Marilyn moment at the Met? Oh, I don't know. Because I wasn't sure. Like, obviously, Marilyn's such like a, she's such a reference in fashion at all times. But because Kim just wore the, like, actual dress. Oh, that dress. Did Brooke, like, think like, oh, let me do it. Like, I want to do it too. Or did the timing not work out where it was already in the can? Like, they already filmed it? I'm actually not sure. I'm not sure either. wise it's close. It is but close. The, um, the wig was almost giving me like styled anime hair. I liked maybe it. Maybe it because I just went to Fan Expo. <laughs> but I liked it. I and thought it was cool. I liked how it had like these very solid waves in it. But you it were was... seeing the correlation between drag and cosplay. I get it now. You get it now. They're very similar. Oh my God. They're, no, they're so similar. They're so similar. Mm-hmm. We had a blast at Fan Expo, side note. Um, but yeah, I thought... Um, Every once in a while, I don't know if like strapless is like the immediate silhouette I love Brooklyn in, but like the boa like balanced it and the hair was really cute. So I thought it was, um, it was a wonderful look. I liked her throwback to Irma. Tits. How did I miss that? Yeah. She said it. She said, and may the best woman tits win. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I love that. It was great. It was like a cute little like. Irma moment because Irma had just done that like two weeks prior. The ghost, the ghost of Irma Gerd. Yeah, she wants the set. Yes. That's the way she wants it. That's the way she wants it. <laughs> and our extra special guest judge was Leslie Hampton, and I checked out her work, and she actually is a very cool designer. Um, she outfitted Serene Fox in that really cool yellow um, 
mesh kind oh. of horizontal number. Do you remember that? Her first episode, because Serene did two episodes. Yeah. Episode one when she was in the yellow. That is a gown by Leslie Hampton. And I'm obsessed. Oh, wow. So we have had now two Indigenous fashion designers on the panel. Is Leslie Hampton Indigenous? Uh, indigenous 6X to extra small fashion. Fabulous. Is, is, I, knew, is I knew she had the plus size uh, demo in mind, like her designs, but mm-hmm. that's so cool. Oh, I, I like how that. she starts with 6X and ends with extra small. Work. Because, you know, it's always like the extra small is placed in front. Mm-hmm. That's kind of nice that oh, yeah. it's the, the, the larger size is put in front. I love that. Flip it and reverse it. Uh-huh. But, um... Yeah, which makes sense to have a designer this week because we've got a ball. There's lots of lots of fashion to eat up, soak in, and comment on. We've got a ball. I mean, there is a lot of fashion. We really got to dive into that. Oh, my God. So the way I thought about it with okay. my, my brain, I thought it'd be very Virgo of me, Juice. Love. Um, to just do girl look one, two, three. Love. Girl one, two, three. Do Hap- vibe? Yes. Vibe? Happy Virgo season, everyone, by the way. Okay, cool. I'm thriving. Yay! I am I'm, I'm emanating positive energy. I'm making lists everywhere. My life is organized. <laughs> I'm unpacking things. <laughs> And I'm here to ruin it. All right, first on the <laughs> runway is Giselle Lullaby. What did we think of her mask for mascara look? It's I liked it. I really liked this look. I I liked it from the, the 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 chest up. Um, I didn't enjoy the the pants, and I didn't like the corset. Okay, and it wasn't and it wasn't the silhouette. It was just the color. That was it. I just thought I just didn't enjoy the like the way that the colors were all working together with the black pants and the pink corset with the blue stripe. It, that's all that I was just like not really enjoying. But overall, the like concept <laughs> the of it was great. Look. Overall, I hated the whole thing. But no, 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 <laughs> no. I liked it. it. <laughs> it was just the chest, the chest up. I really liked. Like I liked the the top part of it. I just didn't. I didn't love the corset for some reason. You mm. know. I know it kind of was getting lost. It was the same color as the pant, right? So maybe it. it just no, the the corset it. was baby pink, but the pant was black. Oh, yeah. Am I wrong? Oh. I'm gonna go back and look at it. Was, I thought it was black on black. Oh no, I was wrong. I don't know why I thought it was blue and black, blue and white. It's no, I like it. No, I like it. No, it's good. I take it all back. What? I had a fever dream, and I had this whole <laughs> idea of what it was. I'm Virgo, che- Virgo seasons changed. Virgo seasons changed me and made me make up. No, no, no. It's good. The black pant with the black stripe with the white short sleeve and all of the tattoos. It's the blue accents are on the glove and the like handkerchief. I will say I wish it wasn't like a baby pink, but overall, no, it's good. And we got lots of looks. That was just one. Of that was like just one. Oh my god, fifteen. So we're <laughs> we're gonna keep it flying. Mm-hmm. What did we think of uh, Giselle's incognito? I don't know how she hid all that. I think the back had a lot of volume, and because she was straight on doing the reveal, we didn't oh. see it. Because uh, uh, I thought that was incredible, how it went from something so small and simple to, like, that beautiful, large gown. I almost didn't even care how clunky it was uh, about the reveal. I, I kind of liked that. I, I That was my only note, is if there was a way it could have come off a little more magically, that would have just made me even more excited because it's great when things are a lot of work but they look effortless Mm. that thing looked like a lot of work and it was a lot of work it's just there's something i don't know just so awesome as a performer to be like ding, and then like everything fall off your body but that's a hard deliverable so i still thought the second look was incredible Mm -hmm. i'm glad she took off the the wig 
and what was underneath was fabulous. So kudos. Like that, like it almost looked like a a bald cap, but like sparkly on the wig. (laughs) I was just like, oh, what is that? Uh, But it was Glitter ball. Glitter ball. (laughs) What did you think of the the last blue look? I thought she turned it. Me too. Honestly, I think the name of the game when it comes to design challenges is volume. Really? That's my new, that's my new, I think anyone, anytime someone makes something like huge, like big in a design challenge, I think it often works. Go big, go home. You know what I mean? Like don't, don't focus on the teeny tiny, go big. I love those massive sleeves. I don't know how she got them to like stay up. But do you remember when Raja did her first design challenge, that gold moment, it was also like a bold giant sleeve. I just like the wow factor. I think it looks great. Yeah, it helps. And that that whole like big billowiness yeah. and yeah. And then like how she <laughs> sort of kept the, the the top smaller so it doesn't yeah. swallow her whole. I liked it. She almost looked like um Galinda the Good Witch, you know? Someone's supposed to swallow her whole later that night. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we have Kimi Couture. And for her first look, the mask for mascara, I loved the top. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's almost like the pants like swallowed her like I was almost looking at the look and Cynthia. I was like she needs a bikini she needs a bikini no uh, see I feel the opposite I wish she wasn't topless I wish that she had a top on but it was fabulous I love the cropped hoodie kind of like long sleeve thing something about just seeing the pasties I, it felt incomplete to me like I wish that it, oh did it go it went that high yeah she had dangly pasties oh I thought it was like a um like a bra uh no it's almost like a crisscross over her chest with two blue pasties with tassels mm. on them and i'm a I lo- i'm a girl that loves a pasty reveal but for me i, I think this look i would have preferred a top fair yeah but it was still i really I, um, liked it she is she is so petite like even seeing her in a pan it's like oh i understand why she so often does the bra and panty because it's like the ultimate silhouette for her petite frame like well, i feel like and it also makes her look pieces. longer yeah. Also, huge props for her for owning the like that gender bender category when it could be quite like challenging for someone like trans to then kind of revert back to like a, a male presenting way, like having to wear facial hair and things. Like even Brooklyn, I'm glad they made mention on the at the critiques for the episode because I feel like that could be very triggering. And again, she's just this boss bitch. Kimmy Couture who's like no I can do it like I'll, I'll I'll do this but you could even tell in that moment she was like yeah girl you're kind of putting me through it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like thanks thanks okay, okay. Yeah, um that's I- drag race they're like trauma lean into it yeah, yeah yeah what did you think of her second look the second look um I almost wish and I there was moments in my drag race run where I should have switched uh runways for different categories I think she should have swapped that look that was behind the blank profile um, with one of her bikinis because there could have been a week where you could slip in that multicolored print and it would have played off very, very cool. Like even um, last week or like the dystopian or any, any one of the other challenges, she could have explained that piece and then behind the grinder profile, like Brad suggested, wear the panty and the bra. This you know? would have been a great one for the um, periodic um, table. Yeah. Yes. She would have picked an element that would have had, like, she could have been an, I don't know, I'm going to sound like an idiot. She could have been, like, an atom or something. I know that's not an, an element on the periodic <laughs> table, but I'm just, 
I'm just saying. Like, she could have done something similar. It looks very <laughs> science-y. <laughs> we got the tiniest bit of hate on the periodic table. Now Juice is like, I don't even know what I can I know. Say. I'm so true. I know. It's, it's, it's Cynthia. It's Cynthia. I'm blaming Cynthia. It's always Cynthia's fault. Um, I'll take it. I'll take one for the yeah. team. But don't you think she could have swapped that look somewhere else? Well, it's because I think because Grinder is inherently such a sexual place. And she was giving very much like blank profile reveal into what you're actually getting. I love how Brad was like, I don't understand what that is. Bradley? Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that, a blank, a is, bit... is that a blank profile on a what? <laughs> What's grinder? What is what is that? Girl. Like for black pepper? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Um, but I but I do agree. I feel like and I know this is so contradictory because we were like, oh, brown panty, brown panty. It's like where was the brown panty when you actually needed it, you know? That's so funny. I'm such a hypocrite. I know, same. I'm just like, stop wearing a brown panty. We miss the brown panty. I know. And she made her Instagram bio the brown panty collection. That's fabulous. I love it. When in doubt, be self aware. Yep. And then her third look, the design challenge, I said, hi, Stephanie Prince. That technique <laughs> is officially retired. Girlies <laughs> on the runway. No more cardboard feathers. <laughs> We've seen it so many times. Have we? Stop doing it. We saw it on Stephanie Prince. We saw it on Chaos this season. We saw it on Kimmy. I feel mm-hmm. like it's this very like go-to, like pasted on a corset thing. And it's just particularly the, like, stiff feathers. The kind of chaos went a little larger with it. But um, I felt like even for Chaos's plaid design challenge, like, remember the one where he had to reinvent, like, again, that was that same spiky technique. I'm a little bored by it at this point. And we've all figured out that way to construct a look. So switch it up. (laughs) I agree. I, I When I saw it, I was just like, when I saw it, I liked it. Like, it wasn't a bad look. But I also was just like, do we have to do this again? You know? Again? I do know. I know. Anyways. Again. Again. Oh, my God. Can we go to the next girl? Because these looks were my favorite. Absolutely, darling. They were so good. Fierce. Fierce's looks were so fucking good this episode. They were. They were She's so good. I know. But it's just like. She's a model. I love the range. Oh. Well, it's. I think there's. there's like being a runway girl. And then there's like taking it and not just doing like something that feels like it's the same concept every single time. It's like, you're surprised every single time she comes out on the runway. Like you don't expect what's going to come out. Even with these three, like I didn't expect the references she was going to make in any of them. Like they were so excellently Mm -hmm. done, but let's dive into the first fierce. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling with fierce. We will never see her dress like this ever again. Like post show, she'll just continue to be like a hot goddess. But for her Uh, run on drag race, she said, I'm not scared to be ugly. I'm not always going to focus on being this supermodel pretty. And she's given us a ton of range. And I really appreciate that. Well, yeah. The reference to Matthew Anderson, this first look, oh. the suit. Oh, my God. I, but I was obsessed with the hair, like the lace frontal beard, the pink hair, like mm-hmm. crystallized. It just was so good. My only note was the suit needed another fitting. I don't think it was like fit to perfection. There was something too long in the torso. But that's me getting to nitpick because it was so close to perfection. I agree. I felt like the pants were a little baggy, but I was just so happy with the overall whole look um, that I was just like, whatever. And Eve, or not Eve, and um, Fierce has a great team with her. This is why I'm saying it, because Fierce has, oh, yes. you know, we all sort of have like our team before we go. Yes. I know she's been tagging a lot. Eve, 
believe is part of sort of her like team and Helena Poison, who is an incredibly talented uh, artist and special effects artist in Toronto uh, and drag entertainer. I'm a big fan of her. Uh, I think she was also helping Fierce get ready. So she had like a really good backup with her because even that beard that she had on, that was not a beard you can buy at the store. That was not a beard you can order on Amazon. That looked like it was either custom made, like custom wefted to her face because like it didn't just stop. Like there wasn't just a line that stopped under her cheekbone. It was fully blended out. Like that was a beautifully done piece. I want to know where she got it and who she got it from because it was incredibly well done. Um, But yeah, I really loved it. And I loved the reveal and everything. I will say the only thing that I wish, and this isn't a bad critique, is I wish there was just a little bit more of her butt showing. Mm, You know? I wanted more booty. I just wanted more booty. I felt like uh, it would be more of like a, oh my God, if there was a little bit more butt, but that's all. Like almost remove the thong? No, I wanted to see more of the thong. I felt like there wasn't enough butt. You know, I want more Mm. butt. But overall, big fan, big fan of it. And then she had... A look that I guarantee was incredible in person. Sometimes velvet doesn't read as dramatic. Darker velvets absorb light. So this was one that I was like, I wanted to love more on camera. But I know just based on how everyone was talking about it in the room that it really had that wow factor. And um, do you mean her, off, her, like, the one she her sewed? third look. Yeah, oh, yeah, a third yeah. look. Did we talk about her second one? Oh, did we? We skipped through. Sorry. Something about my internet connection freaked out for a second. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hear you for a while. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah, we didn't talk about her Josephine Baker. Oh, yes. So the, her reveal look. Her yeah, her reveal. Her whole Josephine Baker thing. Like she walked out and she looked so beautiful and she had that gorgeous like finger wave. And then like I when I first saw it, I was just like, I don't know how she's going to reveal this. You know, mm-hmm. and then she gave us like, that. Where do you go? Where do you go from this? And then you go mm-hmm. into that. Like, holy shit. It was great. She looked exactly like Josephine, like yeah. with the crystallized bananas and everything. It just was it was so spot on. I remember on my season, Kimora, there was an episode where it was like you were referencing. She referenced Josephine Baker and I didn't really see it at the time. Um, I saw the yellow and beyond that, I was like, not really seeing it whereas this hands down mama smack you in the face yes Josephine Baker, I think so. Kimora's was very much like I already had this costume in the bank and we're gonna make it work for this challenge <laughs> you said it not <laughs> love you Kimora <laughs> and then now insert my points about the third look yes the, ve- <laughs> the velvet I, I honestly I thought on camera it read stunning I thought it was beautiful but you know how much I love velvet Velvet. I love velvet. I love velvet. And this, and you and I have been talking about this where we wanted to see Fierce in a full glam look because they've all been like looks, but this was the first time we saw her in full glam. And what a great episode to do it in is right before the finale. Right before. Right before. She had such a strong week. She wears clothes so fucking well. Yeah. Like I wasn't surprised that she ends up taking the win. No. Oh my God. Not at all. It was, I would have been shocked if somebody else would have won. Right. Yeah. No, she deserved it. Um, Next we have Vivian Vanderpuss strutting, skipping arguably too much down the runway. (laughs) I thought I was doing that, that Vanjie walk. No, you're skipping. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's like those mini little trots that like, I think sometimes can read as like nerves 
like every once in a while I'm not feeling confident. So I'm going to lean into like ampy campy. Like Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I see from that. And that's where I know what the judges are saying when later in the episode they critique saying, just serve, like give us like a full, full serve. But I think for her arsenic look, she was (laughs) strutting that way. So I don't think it was actually fair. Like there's not every single runway she camps it up. It's more like when her hair is done in a zanier way. Like, I don't know. I think her style overall is positive and campy. So like, I'm not going to fall to queen for like staying true to themselves. But let's dive into the actual looks. What did we think of Mask for Mascara? Before we do that, I think just to jump off of your point, and maybe yeah. a point I made earlier, this felt very much like a, maybe this person isn't the winner of the season that everyone is endorsing. Yeah. Do you know? Felt like a lot of seeds were planted the whole episode to be like, oh, you think this person's the winner? Hmm. Yeah. You know, it felt it felt like a little bit like that to me. Because um, I, I loved her first look. I will say I agree with Brad. It felt a little baggy and bulky. I wish her waist was cinched in quite a lot more if you're going to do something like that because I felt like it made her look wider when of course it's meant to make you look a little tinier um and this is not I know how this is going to come off but because of that it made her butt and her legs look super super skinny and with a look like that she was trying to give very much like form but then she had this tiny little bum (laughs) (laughs) and I was just like oh come on babe I want to see that I want to see that butt I want to see that buns the buns. The buns. Yeah. Come on. The purport the proportions on this one were a little weird. Yeah. Um, but I loved the palette and I did love the design details. I just think the bloomers that they should have been bigger to balance what we were seeing read as a tiny derriere. Almost like um a little blit. almost like a like a wire or something in them so they had more of a shape versus just hanging. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh what did you think of her? They did. What did you think of her second look? Fully camp. Full camp, engaged. Um, it it wasn't like my favorite look ever, but like cute in the idea of a of a reveal in Cogshito, the the chef going into kind of the meal or like the patron of the restaurant. Um, it was cute. I, I I thought it was cute. Something about a hat that looks large, but then when you take the hat off, it's full of hair. Excites me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited. It excites me. It makes me go like, ooh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, it was fun. Yeah. And then her third look, the design challenge. Remember, why didn't she do the ruffles? There was a point when she was doing going through the walkthrough, she had mentioned ruffles. And I didn't I didn't see a ruffle on the look. I don't remember hearing about ruffles. Rewatch it. She definitely said at the beginning, I'm gonna do these shapes and these shapes and have like ruffle on the wrist and then like ruffle over here. And I almost fear like when Brad gave the feedback, don't look like a performer, look like you're attending the ball. It was almost the opposite feedback he gave Jada when it was like, go bigger, Jada. It's almost like he instructed um, Viv to play small. And I feel like, and I want to ask her this when she comes on the on the episode, if um, ruffles were a choice she removed from the design challenge look. Because I think it would have taken it there had she put wackad- wackadoo wild, like big volume on that part that was a silver strip on the pant. Yeah. Well, then again, remember what you said, volume. It's about all it's about volume with design challenges, you know, and it felt That's like I wrote it down. It felt like she really like made herself smaller to look richer. And also because she did that, I felt like it took away from her shape, like her legs. And again, again, I felt like she needed padding, like her butt looked really flat and her hip looked really flat. 
when she could have added those things to make her look more like take take up more space, you know? Yes, I agree. I that's why I wanted it yeah, kind of be built into the garment. Give her give her the hips, the the bodacious silhouette. Some legs and hips, hips and, and body body body. body. <laughs> uh, Next, we have the turn up sensation, Jada Shada Hudson. Miss Jada Shada Hudson, the Toronto turn up sensation. Yes. Mm-hmm. What did you think of her? It, it was giving very like pimp suit, you know, with the walk and everything and the grill. Okay, well, now I, I was about to say, I need this suit. And it feels weird to say that right after a comment. Well, when, him, when, yeah, I, well, when Brooke was just like, oh, no, I couldn't wear this. I was just like, Brooke, why would you wear it with a cane and with the like, the little walk? I was like, it's giving very much a reference. <laughs> it would be, it would be taken, I think, just like the sequin uh, stripe work. Uh, is oh, just okay. So sublime. Like that, I, I totally thought the same thing. I was like, ooh, to get like a well fitted suit with those lines because they're so vertical it's such a slimming silhouette and the fact that they were rhinestones it's just a really a really strong look i loved it and yeah. when she when she kind of was masculine in her interview when, what did she say like daddy's buying it or something like, i don't remember but i was cackling it was so I've funny i've never heard her talk like that it was really really funny since so she deepens her voice and she was like yeah i was like i love yeah. i love when she does that. it was so cute um yeah. what did you say about her second one I, her second look, the the, the incognito, meh, looks like she was just getting a haircut. Like, you know when you put, like, the, the, the cape around someone to get their haircut? <laughs> oh, my God. Let me look at it again. It was so boring. You forgot what it looked like. It wasn't my favorite. I thought it was the recooler. Oh, yes. I agree. I did not like. I did not like. It was very boring. It was kind of. You remember when Violet Chachki did that reveal from the black sequin to the plaid? her first original season and Carson was like, had a stroke. Yeah. It was the same technique of that where it's like, but it was the upwards and it fell down, but it just wasn't as exciting. Well, it felt very like the AliExpress version of it. And like the, what was so gaggy about Violet's was Violet had no look on her face. She was just walking. She undid it, spun, and then it was a different outfit. Like, that's what was such Ooh. a, like, oh, my God. With Jada, Jada was just like, woo. And then she kind of, like, she hit a mirror, fell yeah. out of it. And, yeah. and you know what's so funny? This is, like, I didn't love the outfit, but what was really nice about what this moment was was um, Brooklyn and Jada having, like, a moment. You could tell. I could really tell the friendship between those two because they've known each other for years. Right. You could really, really tell that friendship in this one, which I thought was really adorable because something that Jada used to do on Instagram was when she would get a brand new hair. Jada was one of the first people in Toronto to start wearing human hair like years ago. And she would always be like, human honey, inches, Brazilian. And you could hear um brooklyn screaming like what is that and she'd be like brazilian honey like i was like (laughs) work (laughs) no she did great she was i just think that the second look was not the home run for the night no but her third look the design challenge that actually overall really successful uh, what did you think? I thought it was fine. I thought it was very well made. I almost didn't love speaking of like bulking things up. I almost didn't love how much bulk she had. I wish the bulk was just on the shoulder and then didn't come in the front and then down the leg. You know, kind of looked like she got. It kind of looks like she got caught in like a 
a centerpiece or like a background thing at prom. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just like, is that what we're going with? Like, yeah. Cause I liked everything about the dress. I liked the sleeve. I liked how sleek it was. I liked how it fit her body. I liked how she brought the golden with her makeup, but I just feel like if she just done the, the, the tool and cut it and it didn't come all the way down her front, I would have liked it better. It felt like she was almost trying to hide something. And I was just like, no, I want to, mm. I want to see the garment, you know, but you know, that, that kind of technique is really hard to do. So that's where I give her props for like even attempting to kind of do an applique like that, because that's when you see shots of like 10 sewers at an atelier carefully pleating the fabric and hand mm-hmm, sewing mm-hmm. this ruching so that it, it goes from an explosion like a cloud and then kind of gather together and sculpt the body and then drape around the, the skirt that's very just like atelier techniques mm-hmm. and <laughs> the atelier of turn up queen <laughs> i don't know if she's the toronto turn up atelier queen miss jada shada hudson <laughs> she is the atelier she is going to bring it to you every ball. She'll tell you. It's an Italian. She'll tell you. It's an Italian. So. Um, but yeah, overall, overall, I thought it was, I thought it was cute. I like that she cute. took the note about volume kind of the way I wish Viv did. Yeah. I feel like nobody really like crash and burned on this runway. I feel like they were all no. like quite well done, especially for only Ooh. having two seamstresses. Yeah. Yeah. It almost felt like the, the, that fierce Kimmy and Jada should have like floundered and they should have been the bottom three. And then we would have had a top two with Viv and Giselle, but it doesn't feel like that at all right now. You know? I know. No. They they put a target on Viv's back. The, the minute Irma set her up. She Irma set her up. She set her up. Irma, if you're <laughs> listening, this is your fault. <laughs> you drew a little crown on her by her name. And now everyone's out to get her. And the producer they said, underdog. no bitch, no bitch. No. Um, <laughs> this is my show. <laughs> this is my show. So we get, we finish the runways, everything. Brooklyn announces that next week is going to be the finale with a top four. Now, I feel like there was a breath of excitement, but also almost like a breath of relief with the girls. Like they were like, oh my God, it's over next week. <laughs> it's we're all, so close. We're so done. close. You know, yeah. <laughs> we did it. We, we did, did it, it Joe. Joe. What do you think of a top four? Does that mean there's only nine episodes total? Well, it means next week's the finale. So nine episodes total? That's <laughs> that all? seems short. It seems like a really short season. It does. Well, maybe if season two was... More, more exciting. More exciting, they would have had 12 episodes. Yikes. Sorry. <laughs> I personally am to blame for the shorter season. <laughs> um, no, I think... I mean, it's exciting. You're right. The girls are... They're ready. They're probably exhausted. So it's like... You know, let's get her done. Yeah. And this means this means whoever's going home tonight doesn't get to be part of that that fantasy. Now, do you feel like there might be a reunion next week or do you think it'll actually be the finale? Well, that's why I brought up the episode count, because mm-hmm. I didn't know if um, they would be including something like that. So I wasn't sure if, yeah, if, if next week it's like done, done, done like dinner. Um, I would like it to be done, done next week. Oh, okay. Then, not, we, then we'll wrap it up. Then we'll wrap it up. And not, not because of that. It's just I don't like reunion episodes, really. Yeah, they can be a bit fluff. They can be a bit fluff. Like, if you're going to have a reunion episode, I want it to be, like, Bad Girls Club level. I want it to be, like, Housewives level. I want screaming. I want yelling. I want somebody throwing a chair. I want trauma. You know? And I and feel like... Fierce, if Fierce is in the running, she would have been one of the crazy people to come back. But she's on the other side where she's got to just be, like... A composed winner so she's not going to be insane like if there is a reunion yeah and they also like a lot of her 
altercations were all wrapped up and she did this big apology. So what's everyone going to do? You know, what's everyone going to say? And Fierce was like, I think in like the drag race, um, what's, what's like the drag race world. I feel like Fierce was the most like successful way of being the like quote unquote villain because she's the villain of the season, but she's also the most popular one. Everyone's obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. They love her. They love mm-hmm. Fierce. Fierce just has like so many fans from the show. So I feel like she really did quite a good job on it. So good for you, Fierce. Oh my God. No, totally. Mm-hmm. I saw, I saw what she was doing from day one and it makes complete sense. So yeah, we have our, our top four uh, next week, but for this week, the winner is just that Miss Fierce Delicious. Fierce Delicious. So delicious. Winnerlicious. Fierce Delicious. <laughs> It's hot, hot. <laughs> uh, which honestly, like we said, super well deserved. All of her looks were so strong this week. No surprise. And in the bottom, who do we have, Juice? Vivian and Kimmy. Wamp, wamp. Wamp, wamp. But oh my God, I've had Control Alt Delete stuck in my head since that lip sync. I so I didn't know I knew that song and then it started and I was like oh this is fun and then it started I was like oh my god I've heard this before and she actually has a song with Lemon Rev oh my god that's so sick I love that yeah fun this song has been stuck in my head ever since now what did you think of the lip sync this was so good this was such a good lip sync like but at the end of the day this is such a Kimmy song. Kimmy like, this ate is, it. She ate it. She ate absolutely it. ate it. Like ate it. there was a point there where it just, I started to feel bad for Viv. Cause I was like, it's not your style of song. No, the song started and I was like, Oh, it's Kimmy's Kimmy. Yes. And Kimmy annihilated it. Like everything about the way that she did the song. I was just like, she didn't even really need to move. She stayed in almost the same spot the whole song. Oh, but she moved. Oh, she, she moved. It. Yeah. She gave it so much like levels. She was like humping the floor. She was like getting down. She mm-hmm. just, she, she ate that song, like you said. And unfortunately, Viv kind of looked like the stage mom off to the side stage being like, you go, sweetie. Yep. Do it like that. <laughs> and it's just like, because that's Vivian as a per- persona, yeah. like as a performer, she's always a little, you know, shoulders up, hands kind of out. And mm-hmm. she's just like, She's doing her little jig. Yeah. And it just wasn't the vibe. You could tell if they like, if production really wanted to save Viv for the finale, they would have been like last minute changed the song to something like Broadway-y. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I even wonder if, you know, they they gave it a, they gave it a Kimmy twist. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like it was very much a Kimmy moment. And because that song, mm-hmm. I, I hear that song and I think, oh, Kimmy. Kimmy, Kimmy, yes. Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. It was a Kimmy song, and she absolutely destroyed it. Do you know what I got? The, the what the the vision I got. The stages that they perform in on Ottawa are very small, like they're very like cube, like long stages. And I was just like, oh, that's why she's so good at just staying in one spot and serving mm-hmm. in like such a tiny area and taking over the whole stage without taking over the whole stage, especially with her small little body, is because she's so used to performing on these little cube stages. No, totally. She's yeah. also the new narrator of the season. Oh yeah, they they like, said bombs gone. It's Kimmy. So, so much airtime. Like they're just letting her like gab away in the confessionals and mm-hmm. for it. I'm a Kimmy stan. It's so funny. I am a big Kimmy fan. I like her a lot. I will be completely transparent for all of the podcast listeners. I wasn't sure at first, but I am now. I am officially a Kimmy stan. Oh, I was I feel from like this the episode, jump. Like 
I wasn't. I, I, I'll be honest. I am. Speaking of fans, can I go on a tangent? I love your tangents. I got a message from a certain someone from season three. And they said, I really hope that you don't have an early train on Sunday because we are going out on Saturday. And I lost oh my, my mind. <laughs> are you going to let it roll? With I'm Lady going to Boom let Boom. it roll with Lady Boom Boom. She goes, she was just like, we're going out. And I'm just like, I, I didn't want to be like, I don't drink. So like, I hope I'm still fine. I'm like, guess what, girl? I guess I'm relapsing. I've got to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a time to relapse, it's for Lady Boom Boom. <laughs> it's for Lady Boom Boom. You know what? Bring out the Sailor Jerry's. Let's go. Um, I'm Let kidding. Go. I'm kidding. I'm not relapsing. But yeah, she, she, inv- she said that we're all going out on Saturday night. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my god, okay. Ooh, I'm so jealous. I'm so excited. I'm so jealous. Oh, you met Irma first, now you're meeting Lady Boom Boom first. I know. I'm going to see who will take a photo of our ass together. I want to get like a, a a picture of both of our butts. <laughs> Guys, who's taking the butt photo? Someone take a butt photo of me and Boom Boom, please. <laughs> Immediately. So oh, that's so fun. If there is anybody who is going to be at Quebec Pride this week, please. Oh, no, wait, this is coming out after. Never mind. I'll show you guys on Twitter. Uh, but yeah what did you think of the episode how what do you think it was tense it was um Mm -hmm. it was an intense episode obviously our results after that lip sync um we we say goodbye to vivian vanderpuss and i just think um she had a really incredible showing this season she got to you know basically present every single look we got to see funny moments she's such a character actor actress Mm -hmm. excuse me and like, I want to see her do more acting in the in the future with her drag. Me too. I would love to see like sort of serious films, like see, serious films. I want Oscars. I want style. Emmys. I want awards. It's giving me indie film. Mm-hmm. Film. And film. I am obsessed. I've always been obsessed with Vivian, and I can't stop blowing smoke up her ass because I think she's very, very talented. And it just wasn't in the cards for season three. But that has no reflection on like her skill set or talent level. It's it's just it wasn't in the cards for her, um, but she still gets to walk away feeling like such a winner. Now so many people know who Viv is, mm-hmm. and I hope she just gets to stay booked and blessed for years to come. Now, should we maybe tell her all this in in person? Like, do do you have her number, or should I dial her? Oh my god, yes. Let's dial her. Let's let's hit her up. Let's, yeah, let's phone her right now. I think I've got her right here. Let me just let me just dial her up. So we have everyone's favorite cat mom here. Welcome, Vivian Vanderpuss. How are you, girly? Hello. Hi. I am great. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here with the two of you. <laughs> now, for our listeners, our listeners who can't see at home, Vivian is sporting a fried egg earring. I'm noticing a theme. We like food dangling earrings. Your confessional look had bananas. Is this a common that. theme? Bananas. <laughs> yeah, they've all were gifted to me from different people, though. So I have like a lot of like f- different food earring gifts from people that I that I wear often. I don't know why. I feel like they're so versatile. You really can wear them with anything. Oh, totally. Is that one of those gifts where it's like somebody gave you a food earring one time and then all of a sudden it became a trend and you were like, I don't know if I want all these food earrings, <laughs> but now it's just become your thing. They're like they're completely separate. I don't know what it is. Oh, OK. It's just it's <laughs> oh. so bizarre. I'm into something it. maybe people are like she looks like she loves accessories and she's also hungry so <laughs> she looks she looks so she looks so hungry she <laughs> needs food <laughs> now i have yeah. to ask viv did you reach out to jimbo for advice in preparation for season three when you got the call 
Okay, like, I don't know if you've seen Jimbo's schedule, but they are a jet setter, okay? They are mm-hmm. flying all over the place. <laughs> They're a very busy girl. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, like, I was, I was like, helping Jimbo, like, with their makeup right after their show. Now they do their, obviously, their own makeup, and they're absolutely gorgeous and everything. But, um, so, I was kind of, like, along with them through, like, that post-show process. So, cool. I, you know, I got, like, little glimpses kind of thing, but, like... Um, not really. Fair yeah. enough. Not really. Yeah. Fair. But I mean, like, I, she was always there to just be like, you got it. Like, you're doing great. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but she wasn't like, this is what to expect, really. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Did you reach out to anybody or did you just kind of go in blind? I kind of just went in blind. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Hukku bananas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I had, like, like girlfriends, like, that had been on the show before and they kind of, like, alluded to, like that it was really stressful. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I knew that it was going to no. be stressful. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> wait, am I going to be a little was tired it? and stressed? Yeah, wait a second. It was like a summer breeze. Am I, I don't lose know what you're an... talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. Am I going to lose an inch and a half of my hairline? Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. When um, you on the I show, mean... when you on the show said, <laughs> do we want to watch my receding hairline, or no, recede live, yeah. that joke, yeah. my favorite, your favorite <laughs> oh, moment in confessionals. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Speaking of favorite moments, Viv, do you have any favorite moments from the season? Um, you know, I think that like my date with Brooklyn was not only like a really, <gasps> it was like, I think it was not only it was, it's like a favorite moment of mine, not only because like it just turned out really well, but it was also like mm-hmm. the moment when I kind of decided to just like have fun and like that, like not stress like every single moment about like like just being there like I was like okay no now we can like get it felt like the groove was like I hit like hit my stride there kind of thing good yeah and so like that was, was so funny that was definitely yeah a highlight as Bosphus Mingus Ridus yes um, this yeah, character but, it needs to come alive I want to see it more yeah. on like your TikTok <laughs> like it could be a whole like sub-universe I really it reminded me of the guy from Frozen Weaselton. Oh, I don't. Did you ever see Frozen? Like a long time ago with my nieces. Oh, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm such a nerd. Ignore I'm such a Juice. Disney She's nerd. a Disney gay. Ignore me. I'm sorry. I always bring that up. <laughs> such so a really Disney cool. gay. I'll, I'll have to rewatch it um, through the lens of both of us now. <laughs> I was actually no, at my br- or at my show the other night, and there was some. I found out there were some Australian people in the crowd, and I was like, well, "This next rants for you." And then I like introduced like the whole next performer like uh, in an Australian accent, and they just sat there like. And if you can't see me, they were so unimpressed. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, no! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's always oh. a risk when you do the accent in front of someone like who's actually from yeah. that region, but. I say A for effort, girl. You fooled oh, me. Oh, yeah. I wasn't... Into, I didn't want... I think it was excellent. Yeah. It sounded it like you were on Kath like and Kim. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, and there was a lot of Kath and Kim that, that we've watched before. Before I Look at me. Look at my... Look at my... Look at my... Okay. Tell me about young Vivian. What led you to a career in drag? Yeah. It kind of just, like, started through like exploring vintage clothes and then like women's vintage clothes and because it was just way more fun um and then that like my closet kind of was just blurring and it's even more blurred now like where Vivian and Mackenzie ends and starts and all that stuff um and so it was very much like finding pieces of um vintage clothes and, and accessories and hats and this and that and kind of being like who would wear this and kind of building characters based on that and while I was like performing in like the little gay bar that we had here um 
a lot of it was like doing looks at like two in the morning, like just painting my face and just like having fun and kind of just like exploring like what that looked like. And it was like all sorts of different characters that were like, just, you know, like, like feminine, masculine, like presented like in any which way. Um, and kind of just like playing with gender and seeing what that looked like and meant for me and like how that felt in my body. Yeah, totally. So, that's how I've always started. been so impressed with your range in drag. Like, I feel like sometimes Cynthia can be just like one note, like pretty girl. But when I like deep dive into your Instagram, like you are a chameleon. You know how to like transform with makeup, your ability to style hair. Like, I love how you just have tr- you always play with things that are unexpected. It's really, really cool. Thank you. And yeah, I think like the like the play was like a huge part of the whole experience for me, like just exploring and making mistakes and being like, oh, I didn't really like that. And then kind of building like new faces out of like kind of like Mr. Potato heading faces out of being like, well, I liked when I did this eye and then this nose and kind of just like mishmashing it and then like seeing other artists and feeling inspired for them from them and stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Incredible. Yeah. Thanks. Very cool. So um, now that we have met our We've met our untimely end <laughs> on the show. Yeah. So we're all devastated. Um, what's next? What what are you what are you going on into the future? We've seen a lot of your characters. I know Cynthia is a big fan of the characters. I'm obsessed. Cynthia obsessed. Cynthia talks about it every week. You are a She's a huge fan of the characters. You are a character actress. <laughs> oh my Please gosh, tell me that's you. happening in the future. Please tell yeah. me. I mean, I would love to kind of expand on them. Like I have like, um, like a cat mom show that I have kind of like trying to, I'm trying to flesh out and like see what that looks like. And I have all my costumes drawn out. And so now I just have to like kind of create them. And I, and I've done shows where I've kind of like done an assortment of like musical theater songs, but kind of how they all relate back to my two cats. One of which is right next to me right here. Ta-da. Oh Um, my God. Hello. She's been with me throughout (laughs) all the interviews, but um, yeah, like I think I would love to like expand on all of those characters and like whatever that means like even like the tiktoks and stuff like i'm the tiktoks oh no not me oh my god <laughs> my, yeah. you're so my millennial yeah. is showing um <laughs> you know and just kind of exploring that i guess a bit more and uh yeah i really got like the travel bug recently after like i went and visited chicago and performed there and was like ah i really need to oh. do this all over the place now was chicago not the best i love chicago so much it was amazing yeah, yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, Caramel Deville um, at Roscoe's was incredible, and it was just like so, so, so much fun. And I was there with um, Fierce and Adriana, and Fierce and I are best friends now. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I love her. So Can you much. put in the good word for me so she stops attacking <gasps> me on Twitter? Oh my god, I will for sure. <laughs> yeah, I sa- thank I'll you. I'll sabotage her one more time. Yeah, yeah. sabotage. <laughs> yes. Um, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the moment on the show with the wink, wink gate, that was just like the funniest it, moment for me. Well, you winked at me. It's it like, was, there were, there were levels and I never know what I'm doing with my face really. Like, so it's been really bizarre watching myself back on TV. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why am I making that face? Oh, <laughs> or sometimes I like, just like, yeah, like I'm just like, it just, I wear my face on my sleeve, I guess. And yeah. so I'm just like sitting there, especially when we were like doing things on the stage and then like, I'm in the corner, like. Like, or I'm just like, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm just, I'm, I can, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm too, like, I don't know. I'm trying to be like, so aware of what my body is doing. And then I'm like, oh shit, my face, I forgot about my face. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird being on camera for the first time. Like, I mean, yeah, I've done like video stuff before, but never like 
um, television. Hello. So yeah. bizarre. Hello TV. And reality TV is, is almost different than like acting because there's those points where it's not like, you know, when the cameras are rolling, like you are still aware of it, but like there's a, it's multi-cam. They can catch you from these angles. They even have the, the cameras behind the mirrors for the mirror chats. Like there are these moments where you can forget they're, they're watching you. And so it is hilarious mm-hmm. to play it back and be like, that's yeah. how I look. <laughs> And they're like forever. Imagine you like pick your nose. Yeah. Pick your nose in the mirror chat and you don't think there's a a thing behind it. You're just like getting a boogie out. (laughs) Well, that would be. I wanted them to catch it. I kept picking my nose. I was like, hello. (laughs) Hello. That's that's Irma's dick. I don't want to come for her. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wrong interview. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You and Irma had this beautiful bond early in the season. Coast to coast girlies. Are you still as close as you were on the show? Oh, yeah. I was just messaging her before this, and we FaceTime, like, every other day and stuff. Like, I just love her. She's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I think that we both just, like, totally clicked. Um, And she just reminded me a lot of, like, a lot of my friends back home and a lot of, like, the drag artists back home. And, yeah, I just felt like a little slice of home when I was there. I was like, oh, I get you, and you understand me. And there was, like, all the little in-between parts, especially, like, maybe, like, when we weren't filming and we were supposed to be quiet. We We would just, like like mumble like you know millennial internet humor like from tumblr which yep. we've recently discovered that we're like there's a bit of a tumblr following for us like us as a as a whatever i don't know and there's like fan have, it's really weird i love it <laughs> have you looked up the fan fictions i've looked up i've i've yeah yeah i didn't really get too too de- deep into them because i was like this these are gonna be interesting but there's like I love them. meme accounts that are like exchanges, like made up exchanges between the two of us. <gasps> and oh. there was one of us like as like two Victorian ladies and like we watch a man fall down the stairs and like laugh at him. And I was like, that was the whole story. I loved. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I you don't understand how much I love fan fiction from Drag Race Girls. Like, when you go onto Wattpad and you just type into different, like, Drag Race Girls, especially from, like, not the main seasons, like the Canada's Drag Race ones, I think they are just so camp and so funny. I introduced them to Pythia the other day, and she was astounded. She was just like, I can't believe these exist. (laughs) It's like a whole world of, like, semi-horny, I imagine, like, (laughs) queer teenagers. (laughs) I want one of you and Fierce Alicious banging. I want that so bad. Wow. I'm sure Just it's out there. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, before Juice traumatizes you anymore, we just want to thank yeah. you so much for coming onto the podcast. We have been such mega fans um, before seeing you on Canada's Drag Race and now getting to see you flourish and share your art with not only Canada, but the world. We are just so proud of you, Vivian. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I've watched all of your episodes and thank you for saying so many sweet things about me. <laughs> of course. Of course. Easy to do. I love you too. Love you so much. Is there anything that you want to shout out before um, we let you go? Um, just, I guess, follow me on my socials, Vivian Vanderpuss on just about everything. And then V Vanderpuss on Twitter. I'm dipping my toes into Twitter. It's kind of a terrifying world. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for following me on my journey. And this is just the beginning. This is the beginning. Yeah. The beginning. So just let the music play. Yeah, this is the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Vivian. And we look forward to seeing you grow and flourish for the rest of your career. And thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, Steven. Bye. Bye. Bye, baby.
Okay, so that was such an amazing interview with Miss Vivian. I'm still so sad that she is not with us anymore, but she's on to bigger and better things. Bigger and better things. We love you, Vivian. Love you. Now, speaking of bigger and better things, we are getting into some audience questions, our SQ cuties. And we have a voice note here. And this is from, how do I say this? A A Doraro on Instagram. A Doraro. Uh, A Doraro. So let's get right to that voice note right now. Hey, both. Um, Just thinking about your question when it comes to after coverage of Canada's Drag Race. It would be interesting if you connected with Canadian drag race queens and international franchise queens to have a bit of a discussion on what drag is like in one another's respective countries or cities. Um, that's it. Ooh, so, so, uh, sexy, nice and slow. (laughs) I was going to say that was like a soft and sexy voice. Like it's like he was laying in bed, just like, Hey girls. Thinking about things, (laughs) thinking about us. Just thinking um, about just thinking about where we can go, you know. But yeah, I love that. I love that um, inquiry. We definitely between seasons, we love talking to queens from not only Canada but and all the international uh, franchises, the American franchise. Um, so I feel like we can totally keep doing that. Like that's that's definitely mm-hmm. in our wheelhouse. I love. I mean, I love to do the interviews of the international girls. I think it's just uh, what comes down to is just like time zones. It's hard to nail everybody down and clout. <laughs> And clout, and clout. <laughs> a few, a few girls have uh, not responded to my messages. <laughs> Left us on red. So uh, the Twitter yeah. champions, Twitter army, like just you know, start tagging the the pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want, if you want certain people on the pod, you got to be like, hey, uh, bestie, why don't you want to be on SQQ Cuties? Yeah. Why don't yeah. you want to be on the semi qualified queens pod? It's a movement. We need everyone. It's it's a movement. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was our, our voice note question of the week. If you guys want to be a part of the conversation, you can always message us on Instagram at semi-qualified queens pod on Twitter at SQQ pod, or use the hashtag hashtag semi-qualified questions. We are accepting questions through all of those plus voice notes, but we love a voice note because we love to hear your voices. Notice or if how you want to be- notice how we played the voice note this week, it's as if we're prioritizing voice notes. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. or even if you want to email us email us at semiqualifiedqueenspod at gmail.com and yeah we will see you next week for the finale so excited yeah mm-hmm. finale or reunion episode we will never know i know and we may even have some bonus content for you next week uh with some maybe interviews you never know love you guys talk to you so so <laughs> love soon. you Bye.